welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, I have a confession to make. I'm an addict. What's your I'm, addict of? I'm, an, I'm addicted to procrastination. <laughs> I think a lot of us are. And today, like every other week on the show, I we aim to disrupt the way you think. This week, I aim to disrupt the way you think about procrastination. And that's because we're all guilty of procrastination, yet 20% of adults struggle with chronic procrastination. And I consider myself to be a chronic procrastinator. And so today I want to talk about why people procrastinate, because I think that if you're not a chronic procrastinator, it may appear that it's laziness or that it appears to be inaction. And I think the reality of procrastination is that it's um, the manifestation oftentimes of complexity or of fear. And rather than fight or flight, it's our ability to go into the recognition of freeze instead of fight or flight. It's freeze. Right. And so I am to talk about procrastination not being a sign of laziness, but being a sign of needing to do more self-discovery. Okay. All right. I, I would love to hear about Are that. Are you addicted to procrastination? <sighs> am I addicted to pro- procrastination? I'm not a big procrastinator. I okay. normally... Um, what happened with me it was a change for me there was two things um i am conflict avoidant so by being conflict avoidant it was the un the uncomfortableness of doing something so i would put it off and so once i kind of started tackling that um i don't tend to procrastinate as much but i have an issue with i have things on my plate that it may seem like I'm procrastinating, but I have so much on my plate. And I think what it is, is I have, I, I had a problem with prioritizing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you brought up uh, something that, that leads me into really kind of the start of, the, um, of being better at procrastinating less, which yeah. is recognition. Yeah. And so what you said was that you recognize that you had a, a procrastination problem by avoiding conflict. Yeah. And so getting better at not delaying the conflict avoidance required recognition on your part. How did you recognize that so that listeners can understand that you had to first understand what the cause of your procrastination was? Well, how did, how does that process work? So like, I just realized when like everybody hates inspection responses. And I noticed that I felt a certain way okay. <laughs> when I get an email that said inspection response and, yeah. or, <laughs> you know, so I, I just kind of wondered why I would put doing that off. And I came to realize it was just, I was really uncomfortable doing it. And so what happened was I just said, you know what, let's rip the bandaid off. Let's just do it. And I sent the inspection response and it was okay. It didn't blow up. And the sense of relief. And I started thinking like, if I would not have, if I would have done what I normally would have done, I would have anguished over this for an an hour, half a day. And so it just kind of, that was my aha moment. Um, How many times do we do that? Yeah, absolutely. So what I, what I hear you saying is, is that your plan for someone who is a procrastinator is um, to first be introspective and to recognize your trigger, right? Recognize what causes you to feel or delay feeling a certain way. 
And once you have that awareness, then you can build a different plan of action around it. So in this case, your plan of action was that when you got an inspection response, you feel like it will be a conflict and therefore you avoid it or delay it. And rather than avoid it and delay it, what will happen if I just take action on it right now? And by taking action, you found that nothing different happened. Therefore, you were merely delaying some imaginary event. I was living in pain for however many yeah. physical pain for however yeah. many hours and how many times we do that on a day. Yeah. So I think what what I heard is then to, just to just to confirm is that you were fearful of an imagined event, a conflict in this case. Um, and that was one of the main causes of procrastination. Right. Awesome. So that's a really common one then. And then um, the one that I am really guilty of procrastinating around is complexity. Okay. And so when something is incredibly complex, um, like I've made a lot of complex business decisions this mm -hmm. year that have mm -hmm. long-standing impact. Yeah. And so when I weigh out what does the next decade of business look like in the in the lens of complexity, it creates paralysis. Yeah. And um and so that makes difficult business decisions even that much more challenging when you, when you extrapolate them to 15, 20, 30 year, um, projections. Yeah. And so complexity is a common reason for procrastination. Me too. I, I, I do as well. And what I've learned is, is, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure in, in our, in our next conversation, which is that, um, Complexity, oftentimes, when we think about complexity um, from a long-term magnitude perspective, is oftentimes a foolish reason to procrastinate. If we're procrastinating because we're afraid of what the future looks like or we believe the future will look a certain way, um, we're playing with a set of believed variables yeah. or imagined variables. Yeah. So in my, I'll, I'll uh, to give some better context to this, uh, <laughs> I had a, at a lease for one of my businesses that was up and, um, obviously during a pandemic, we went to remote work and the debate that I was wrestling with for quite some time was what will the next decade of real estate brokerages look like? Will it be in person? Will it be yeah. virtual? Will it yeah. be part in, part out? Yeah. And that that problem of complexity caused a lot of procrastination around decision making. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it from a 10 year perspective. And the, the fallacy in that is thinking that I know um, what all of the variables will be. If we double our agent count, do I do I would I make a different decision? Um, if we had half of the agent count, would I have made a different decision? Yeah. And you have to make decisions. You're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah. And you're being like, you're being measured against that. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. And the reality of it though, is that so much of it is out of our long-term control anyway. Yeah. That, um, that, that I'm procrastinating complexity uh, that I really don't have control over the full long range outcome anyway. Do you know what is kind of helping me with this? And so you challenge me all the time. So I'm always looking for books. I read books a lot. So in preparation for this, I read a, I read a book that kind of helps me with this. Okay. And so it's just about like, cause I struggle with this as well. Like once I started tackling like, okay, Fear was driving my procrastination. I still have some procrastination. It's, it's literally, it's, it's probably due to prioritization. And so I have this huge list. How do you prioritize that? Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that actually um, takes me to one of the reasons that I think um, people procrastinate, which is ambiguity. Yeah. Right. So complexity and ambiguity um, are oftentimes best solved by prioritization. And so when we get into kind of like the plan phase of how do we formulate a plan to procrastinate less, um, chunking it down into actionable steps is one of the most effective ways to overcome ambiguity. In fact, um, it's the only way I'm able to put a podcast together yeah. is that um, when you think about the concept of an ambiguous topic, like write a book, create a podcast, something where the objective could go any direction. Yeah. It oftentimes causes a chronic procrastinator to sit and, and take very little action yeah. until they're inspired. So uh, in order to prep a podcast for me, what I have to do is, well, I do it poorly. I procrastinate until the morning of and and. And then follow um, a framework or a model that basically goes through a series of questions that says, um, what do I want a listener to take away from it? What do I want them to do? Why do they need to do that? Um, and go through just a checklist of questions in order to start to narrow down on what do we want to talk about? Right. And Lack why. of clarity. When and, we talk about ambiguity, isn't that... Is that a synonym? Yeah. Ambiguity and complexity is massive for yeah. um, procrastination. And then I don't, did you ever get this, Mike? This one um, I found uh, when inspecting myself last week and how I how I felt about um, my contribution from a work perspective and in reviewing my my past month schedule, boredom. Boredom was something that I realized that I wasn't tackling tasks that challenged me enough. Yeah, um, we were and we were talking earlier and this will be a, a nice little segue to th this this week. Um, Eric emailed me a list of uh, real estate agent recruits. And so you want to tell that tell that and then. Yeah. So I, I basically had sent a long list of, of, um, leads that we had generated yeah. for the brokerage and, and said, Hey Mike, here, here are the people that we, um, that we've generated leads for that need to be contacted. And, um, and then I got CC'd on an email that said, Hey, um, Mike's assistant, can you help me load these into a list and then take action on them? So what caused you to do that then to have so, that awareness? So, I I look for clarity. And so the biggest thing is I, I realized that I was tackling a lot of tasks that instead of uh, what happens is they end up on my on my to do list. And so if I can figure out a way to automate that, um, then that would make me have more time. So I was reading a book I alluded to earlier and the steps are can this be eliminated? Well, Eric, you emailed me yeah. a list could have been eliminated. No, you'd be yeah, mad. Probably not. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a good business decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't have been a good yeah. business decision. Yeah. So it had to be done. Okay, can it be automated? Uh, or, you know, so what I did was I sent, I forwarded over to my assistant and I sent it over to Eric. That's what I'm kind of doing with my other assistant. So then when stuff like that happens, it's automatically done. I'm CC'd on it. And what that does is that releases a little like stress. That's right. And it also communicates, right? Like you didn't need to communicate to me what you did. You just copy me on your communication to someone else. I understand by context clues that um, this has been handled. Right. Right. And so now both of us have the ability to check that out of our mental 
bank of things to do. And, and part of what I see you doing in this example is one that I commonly run into and is a big reason why I procrastinate uh, at times is, um, fatigue, mental focus, fatigue around decisions. And so as an adult, someone who has adult ADHD and also happens to be a chronic entrepreneur in, in a massive task list, this is a big one for me where, um, decisions, uh, are withdrawals from your decision fatigue account. Yeah. And so what I think I heard you say was that your to-do list oftentimes causes you to make more decisions that could be better served by someone else. Yeah. Every time I'm saying yes to doing something like that, I'm saying no to spending time with my family, doing great content, um, you know, working and doing income based, you know, income producing, uh, activities. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast this place, this DR Horton model we're in is sweet. If you haven't experienced DR Horton recently, they're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. DR Horton, America's largest builder. Mike, do you ever find yourself procrastinating because of rebellion or am I the only one? Um, I think that's your personality. Man. I think, <laughs> I you're, think you I are think you're spot rebel, on. Man. I just think that's that's you. <laughs> I think you are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do that, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think this is a common one that that um, that some people who have that have that re- rebellious streak. Um, or who are, who are mavericks when it comes to, um, conforming to the norms procrastinate for, which is tasks that we must do, not necessarily tasks that we want to do, but tasks we must do because we have a feeling of a loss of control over doing it, um, either our way or the way in which we believe that it should be best done. And so it's the ability to assert control onto a task if you can't have any actual control over it. Do you guys want to know how to control Eric Forney? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys, I, I read the book called the four behavior t- tendencies and you're a rebel. Yes. And so true. of the four, t- I'm, I am, um, I'm an obliger and you're a rebel. And so the way to get a rebel to do something, you need to let the rebel know why they need to do it. Absolutely. That's right. And you know that, Mike, um, I have never showed up to record this podcast before you or even remotely close to on time. And today I showed up before you and only uh, two minutes late. And you know why? Because Tyler told me why I needed to be on time. That's it. Yeah. The why. You're spot on. <laughs> and so because because I knew that someone else had something to do that was dependent on yep. me doing what I said I would do uh, makes me actually follow through on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because otherwise then I have the personal, um, guilt or the, the burden internally of not allowing someone else to achieve what they want to achieve or need to achieve because of my own actions. That's it. And that's contrary to my identity. And I, and I don't like that you just hacked my <laughs> book, but it's the truth. I totally hacked Yeah. You. Yeah. It is the truth. <laughs> It is the truth. It's defiant of my identity, right? Is yeah. that, um, that, and, and we know that, that our own identity is oftentimes the most powerful thing that, that drives us. And, and that's a reason why people procrastinate. And so, um, so having that awareness is, a, is really important. Um, these are not things necessarily that I think that I do. Uh, however, common ones, um, want versus should. I mean, yeah. when it comes to like working out this morning, I did not want 
to exercise, but I knew that I should. And so I waited until about as long as possible to exercise. And that's a, that's a matter of self-regulation. I took a test the other day in a personality assessment. My lowest of 80 traits was self-regulation. Really? Yeah. So what pulls you through that? Um, yeah. So actually one of the, one of the things that I'm able to do is create, create it like an artificial environment or create an environment where, um, where I don't have to regulate my decisions. So, um, an easy example would be like, if there's cookies in the pantry, I'm going to eat them. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the option of not eating them is not an option. <laughs> so you and so anyway. they can't be there. Right. And, and which means like in order to, in order to accomplish or to do what I want to do, I know that my environment is oftentimes the biggest predictor of the outcome. So I have to control the environment. Yeah. Um, so that's like leaving your keys by the door. That's right. So I put them in my in my bag every day. Yeah. I lost my ID, my driver's license and my <laughs> credit card seven times in one year. Yeah. Um, and I've never once lost a cell phone. Don't think I ever will. So I carry my wallet or I carry my my card and my credit card with my cell phone. So by doing that, that like the stress that when you do that every once yeah. in a while now by automating that. That's right. So. Um, the book, I, I keep alluding to it. It's that's totally it. Can I eliminate it? Can I automate it? Can I delegate it? Does it have to be done right now? Yeah. So if it, it doesn't have to be done right now, then I, instead of procrastinating, I'm patient. Is that a Rory Vaden book by chance? It is. Okay. Okay. It is. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I love the concept. Yeah. I, and I gave him props. I gave him the title. I, I yeah. Mentioned the name it's of the awesome. Book. It's yeah. a, uh, I have not read the book. I have, um, watched his Ted talk, uh, several times. Yeah. And I read so, the book. um, we, so having, having a system for automating your thinking so that you're not making decisions based on want versus should is a really important thing. So, um, like my son started waking up early when I, like in climbing in bed and, and that sounds really cool. Other than the fact that, uh, at four forty in the morning, I yeah. wake up to go through my morning routine. Right. And then now he wants to wake up and watch cartoons in the morning, which is super cool. Except that, um, yeah, that's like the only three hours of, of day that I get. And so I've had to change my environment. I actually get up now, um, lay out my clothes the day, the night before, pack my bag and go down into the lobby of our apartment so that I can sit in the apartment by myself in the lobby and then do my meditation, do my journal and then walk right into the, uh, the gym in order to work out. I had to change my environment yeah. because I couldn't control the environment around yeah. me, which was then impacting whether I could take action on what I needed to do. And what kind of pulls me through those, those like this, everything that we talk about is intertwined. I know I say that a lot, Yeah. but habits, there's going to be times where like for me, just the habit of getting up, going and running on my elliptical machine, is that is the jump starter it's just doing it yeah so that kind of gets me out of because if i think about it and i don't get in the habit i procrastinate and and so for someone like yourself who maybe the wanting or the knowing that that the treadmill is the like or the elliptical is the catalyst for your day works 
someone like me who's who has low self-regulation i have to artificially create yeah. the automation piece around yeah it. yeah yeah and so it's always for me in order to get past um my my chronic procrastination um i have to follow really a step uh, a process of like w clearly defining what needs to be done okay like what is the finish line what is the objective i am attempting to accomplish okay and then how do I break that objective down into actionable steps and clearly defined then who needs to do each step? Okay. Because in your example from yesterday, what you said was, is that this list needed to be put into a contact management system. Yes. But you ask yourself, do you need to be the one to do it? <laughs> and the answer is no. And then oftentimes I have to ask myself again, am I sure that it has to be me? Because most of the time I'll agree to things that don't actually need to be me. And, and so, um, do I need to be the one doing the action steps? Yes or no. And then if the answer is yes, take action on whatever the next step is that you've articulated, because all of this is giving you clarity on action items. And then when you're resisting it, sit with your thoughts and your feelings. Why are you truly resisting whatever it is that yeah. you're resisting doing? Yeah. What do you, what are you, what are you lacking or what are you feeling? Do you lack the knowledge to take action? Do you lack the clarity, what direction to take action? Yeah. Or do you lack the feeling of not being enough, not knowing how to do it perfectly, being a failure, any of those feelings that come with it is when you're resisting taking action, but you've clearly defined the objective, you've broken it into actionable steps and you've started taking action there's something else stuck in the way that's, that's likely a resistance to however you're thinking or feeling about that. Yeah.